0: Everybody, Welcome to this little uh, extra episode of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Diving into our favorite anime. Now, Rodrigo and I are big fans of, of the anime, uh, Japanese animation stuff that's out there. Stuff that we've seen on American television. Stuff that we've seen in international television. Stuff we've got through DVD and the like. Matthew said he's not really big in the anime, so he's not going to be joining us for these special episodes. But, uh, Rodrigo, I thought today we would take a look at three of our favorite Anime uh, movies or series or whatever, mm-hmm. and then maybe one that we don't really care so much for, and talk about uh, talk about those.
1: All right, I'll cut down my list. <laughs>
0: okay, maybe we'll have to have multiple episodes of this in the future. Why don't you uh, Why don't you start us off, Rodrigo, and, and pick something on your list that you just are dying to talk about?
1: All right, um, there's this uh, anime movie out there this like just kind of one shot thing called uh, "Read or Die." Really. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's uh, basically about this girl who's part of this... Uh, um, Cult? No. This organization, this kind of like worldwide police organization. Um, they all have, you know, cool co- code names. And random people in the organization have basically superpowers. And her superpower is that she can do anything with paper. Oh, cool. Like, she can take a piece of paper and turn it into a weapon. I mean, and just clearly they just sat down and said how many ludicrous things can we do with paper and she just does one after the other i mean she like jumps out of an exploding plane opens up a suitcase full of paper and builds a giant paper airplane and that's how she like survives it. like a real like an airplane airplane yeah like a a paper folded up no like a person size like glider essentially um she you know somebody shoots her and she like stops a bullet with like a $5 with like a dollar bill kind of thing. Oh, that it, is cool. You know, it's just great great ideas all around. Now, what is the anime style like? Is it uh is it cutesy? Is it hardcore? It's, is it I would I would place it around the uh kind of the the solidity of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. characters don't totally lose their shape when they get excited necessarily. <laughs> they don't go all chibi. Right. Um and much like cowboy bebop um you know it's it's sexy but it's not totally over the top like right. some anime is just like right. bouncing jugs all around right. <laughs> um although there are some of those yeah. which is which is nice right right uh
0: on my on my list it's it's funny because as i looked at my top 3 i realized that these are all from the same from the same studio is it Ghibli? Yeah, G- Ghibli Studios or however however you say it. Yeah. First one on my list, this is my all-time favorite. I will sit down anytime anywhere and watch this. And I have when I first got this, I probably watched it 3 times back to back. Nice. It's called Laputa: Castle in the Sky. Now, right. Not Laputa like what the Spanish word <laughs> means.
1: <laughs> I was going to I was going <laughs> to ask you if you knew what that meant in Spanish. Uh I do not know what it means, but I hear it's a very bad word. It is. Um, uh, they aired it on Cartoon Network once, and I remember they specifically always called it Castle in the Sky. Yeah, they yeah. never, uh...
0: Yeah, it is Laputa, colon, Castle in the Sky. This is really great, and I would encourage people who have not seen this to watch the original... Japanese with the English subtitles. Don't watch the one that Disney released that has a Dawson's Creek kid in it and somebody else in it because the English translation loses something. Uh, but to, to listen to it in the original Japanese is is awesome. It's a kind of a steampunkish world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's robots and machines and everything, but everyone still kind of dresses very not like hardcore steampunk, but it it looks like they never got out of the late 18th century. Right. It's right at the industrial age, and the mystery is that there is this castle in the sky laputa at one point there were these huge flying cities that would would go around and one by one the technology uh started to wear out until there was one left and it kind of disappeared and became a myth and there were some people that had flying machines that would go after and look for them and uh this one little boy his uh his father went and and disappeared and no one ever knew what happened to him uh and then one day he's uh, working at the at the mine or in this mining community, the mine's about tapped out. But all of a sudden, a girl falls from the sky. Well, floats from the sky. Hmm. And thus begins a grand adventure. She's one of the last people of this uh, race of sky people. And uh, and they go and they find the castle. And it's just beautifully done. I love these little, like, skyhopper cars that they ride New in. The Ornithopter
1: the- kind of thing. Uh, yeah,
0: it is. Well, it's got these wings. These wings that flap. And yeah. it's just very... I call them the mobiles or something. Or dragonflies, but... It is such a great series, and, oh, top of my list. If you haven't seen Laputa Castle in the Sky, highly recommend
1: it. I, I really liked it. That robot is really cool yeah, yeah. that's in it. And, and the whole sound effects, and it's just so sweet, and there's... One thing that really struck me about it when I watched it was that for a long time, you know, lasers have been like Star Wars, like, right, like right single right, blast, right. and this movie has a lot of, like just a line of light that kind of cuts through things and they Mm -hmm. do some
0: really cool stuff with it. Yeah, the robots in it are great because they're just this very... You know, they're sentient beings and they know what's going on, yet they're also programmed and they're very sad creatures because they you know there's this one robot that they discover and he's been guarding the tomb of of the people that have died there and he's just covered in moss yeah and he's just kind of frozen there over time because that was his only duty was to protect and over time they they ran away and there's some bad guys in it there's some sky pirates in it uh, there's explosions, there's chase, there's romance between these two kids. The only thing that is kind of a disappointment in this is the kids look really young. Mm-hmm. They look like they're like 8 or 10. Yeah. But they're obviously in their actions and their relationship with one another. They've got to be like 15, 16, yeah. 17 years of age. But they're drawn just a little bit too young. And that could be a little distracting. But, uh, but oh, great,
1: great, great movie. Uh, let's see, what else do I like? Um, Ninja Scroll.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, they're making a, a live action. I think we talked about this on the Major Spoilers podcast not too long ago that, uh, um, what's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. bought the rights to uh, Akira and wants to do a live uh, movie a- live action adaptation of that. And now he's done the same thing with Ninja Scroll and wants to do a live action
1: adaptation of that. Hey, if I had the money to pick up the rights for Ninja Scroll, I would have. Isn't Ninja Scroll a little weird, though? I mean, it's colossally weird, which is why it's great.
0: The first time I saw it, I was in California, and I just thought, oh, my God, this guy's getting his ribs punched through his guts, and and here's all oh, yeah. these rape scenes and sex and bloody, bloody, bloody violence.
1: Yep. Um, and I'm like, ooh, can I have more, please? And, yeah. of course,
0: they have Ninja Scroll 2,
1: Ninja Scroll 3. Yeah, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the sequels or the series that they came out with. I don't think they're as good. No, I, don't, I, I doubt it. Um, Ninja Scroll, it's just got everything. It's got... Ninjas. ninjas. It's got <laughs> scrolls. It's great. Um,
0: it's kind of like you know, if you were going to, uh, I would probably say if, if if you're going to make a video game into a movie, Ninja Scroll is kind of like that because he's got to fight all these
1: battles. Yeah, as he's going up to the big, boss. and he's got all these tricks that presumably you could like collect and, right. and activate. Right. The, the the thing about Ninja Scroll is that it it, it sort of brings up this genre uh, of Japanese animation, which is. Basically, I would say the equivalent of the superhero genre. You know, some people say like Sentai is kind of like Mm -hmm. Japan's versions of superheroes, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't. I mean, these guys all have these like chi techniques or whatever, but those are their superpowers. You have a guy who can turn his skin into rock, you Mm -hmm. have a guy who can like stretch in weird ways, Mm -hmm. you have a guy who has like all these like. Tattoos Invisible and, cables. You have yeah. like the creepy snake lady, yeah, 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 and it's not just out of her skin that yeah, the snakes yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is this is it. This is supposed to have a hard R rating. I would probably have given it an what NC you know, seventeen rating. The,
0: as, yeah, as far as some of the nudity and graphic and violence. Yep. I mean, there's this great shot of the of the head samurai guy just
1: yep, just pounding banging this girl away
0: from, yep. from behind, and someone walks in. and says, Oh, master, you know da 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 da, and it's like Get out of here, and then he continues to. To uh, torture this girl. Yep. This is something, yeah, definitely an NC-17. What's the rating on the first one that you, you
1: gave? Read or die? I think... I, well, first off, I don't know if it's... I, honestly, I don't I mean, know if, if it's worth I mean, if you were to rated. give it a rating. Oh, I'd rated... I'd probably rated PG-13 because it, like... Honestly, like all good anime, it just darkens significantly <laughs> as it goes. Like there's yeah. just a very steep curve. It starts out pretty funny and lighthearted and it just like just gets really But this really was dark. a one-shot movie, right? This was. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh I would give Laputa. It is it's PG. I yeah. mean it's really tame PG, but there's some intense scenes that I think younger kids might might freak out about. Mm-hmm. So, uh the next one on my list, Laputa uh, Loop in the 3rd the Castle of Coliastro. Caliestro Caliostro. Lupin the third. I, you know, I never heard of Lupin the Third until my friend. Um, oh man, now I forgot his name. Steve. No, Jack. No, Peter. He's uh, from Brazil. Oh. Uh, I want to say Pedro. But Joao. My... No, no, Paulo. Paulo. Uh, he would turn me on. He's like, oh, you got to watch Lupin the third, And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of goofy 1960s kind of what yeah. you would expect. This is also another Studio Ghibli uh, piece, but it's not your traditional anime. It looks very European because mm-hmm. it does take place in Europe. Uh, but Lupin is this, is this amazing thief, and he's got a partner. Uh, what's his name? Jin or something like that. It's yeah. like a uh, kind of a... I would call him almost a a Logan character from Wolverine, the way he dresses. He's got a samurai samurai friend, and he's got this um, uh, very well-endowed female adversary, sometimes friend. Mm -hmm. And they're stumbling across uh, Europe trying to evade the police, which is a great character, too, the head policeman. And they step into this mystery of this castle. And this secret at the castle that the bad guys are trying to uh, print, uh, counterfeit money, but along the way they discover this huge secret of, of the castle and of the city. This is another one that really surprises you. This one, of all the ones on my list, this one really feels like the time period in which it was released. And I believe it was like 67. I'd have to, mm-hmm. to Wikipedia that. But it does feel like a late 60s, early 70s kind of piece mm-hmm. in some of the cart- You know, the humor. Mm-hmm. Some of the action, some of the gadgets, all kind of fits into that time period. But otherwise, again, this is another really fun story. This is one that I would say is a PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not R because there's no nudity, uh, but there are some sexual innuendos, and and Lupin's kind of a of a lech. Yeah, and uh, and <laughs> it, it's and it's pretty obvious why. Um, again, just another wonderful little story, and I love how it ends. Just the the backgrounds in this movie in, and in Laputa. Uh, are just beautifully illustrated backgrounds, full of detail, uh,
1: and just kind of take your breath away. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Have you, you seen
0: Laputa? I have. I, I'm Lupin. Have you seen Lupin?
1: I've seen I've seen the TV show a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the, the The movies a, on... the movies a step up from the TV show. I'll bet. Um, and I'll just I'll just throw out that um I'm not gonna go again into Princess Mononoke, but Princess Mononoke is possibly my favorite anime ever. Oh, it is awesome. Um, it's and it's it's kind of different from what Studio Ghibli usually does as it has no flying uh you know, mechanical right. bird helicopter monsters. Right. But um one thing that I feel that I absolutely have to mention one one movie is Grave of the Fireflies. Oh now when you told me this I was like this A, is you're putting this on your, your favorite list? I am. I am because it's it's you know, I have I have this list of favorites that I sent to Steven before the show, and I was like, we can talk about these. And then I was like, oh, yeah, and Grave of the Fireflies. I have a lot of action here. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies made me cry. And I have yet... It's supposed to, though. I have yet to talk to somebody who didn't cry when they were watching grave of the fireflies it's such a sad like, story right down like some of my friends were like well i didn't actually cry, but i did get totally choked up and i couldn't talk for like an hour afterwards and i'm like well okay that's the same thing
0: it's it's this terrible story about children in war
1: it's it's just heart-wrenching but it's so well-paced and it's just it's it's beautiful beautiful storytelling it's 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 that classic look at tragedy yeah. You know it it does exactly what a tragedy is supposed to do. It's supposed to just knock the wind out of you so hard that you essentially have this catharsis afterwards. But the fact that these
0: kids are are so strong throughout and yep. they they maintain a, a somewhat positive attitude throughout
1: and, and everything, you know, every there's there's a boy and his, and his younger sister, sister. Mm-hmm. And everything the boy does is for his sister. Mm-hmm. Their mom dies and he's taking care of her. You know, they have some relatives that they're living with, but they're not treating them well. So, you know, he doesn't make the best decision and he just kind of takes her away and they essentially uh, start sleeping in this cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and fact that they're just withering away. It's it's in the middle of, of uh, World War II, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and... You know, just things keep getting worse and worse for them, and and I could just not tear my eyes away from what was everything, even though I wanted to tear did my you eyes know what, out what? Did you know sometimes.
0: what the ending was going to be? Did you know that they were going to die I, the first time you saw I it?
1: suspected what the ending was going to be because it starts out with, with ghosts, right. essentially. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. But even then, even then... Just because of the symbolism of the fireflies, and because you eventually figure out what the fireflies meant to the little girl, mm-hmm. just the fact that in the end you see all these fireflies rise out, and you see like their spirits come out. Oh, you're it's choking just, me up now. Right? I know. You're I'm. I'm like. I'm. My eyes are watering up right now as this, I talk about this it. This is
0: a. It's just like, <laughs> I think you said it. This is. This is a movie that you want to watch. And then you never, and then watch never again. watch again.
1: I do, I do not particularly want to watch it again. I guess you know, if there was a uh, young lady out there who wanted to watch <laughs> *Grave of the Fireflies* with me, I could be persuaded. But uh, by my, I am not watching *Grave of the Fireflies* by myself again. Yeah, that that's it's
0: a tough. I think I, yeah, I did watch it by myself the first time. It's it's tough. Oh, it's yeah. rough, and and don't be surprised if you do have some bad dreams after this. Oh yeah. Uh, just because of the you know the tragedy that's in it, what's what what would you give a rating of this? I would, I would not
1: let my ten year old watch this. I, see, I wouldn't let a kid watch it because they'd be horribly sad. They'd probably be I, scarred for I, life. I would I would find it hard to give it anything. A uh, well, I guess PG thirteen. Just because of the death. Just the because of the of death, children. and because sometimes you do see like burnt up corpses and yeah. things like that. Yeah. I, I, it it might just be an example of like how you just reconstruct things, but I think they do have a scene, a, a shot of like their mother after mm-hmm. she gets killed. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty kind of gruesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, 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 Okay, something a little bit more cheery, Rodrigo. Gotta right. get these tears out of our eyes. That's true. Do you have any that you? Uh. I've got. I've got one more that I really love. Well, yeah. Kiki's delivery service.
1: Oh, yeah. Kiki is a little witch. <laughs>
0: And on whatever whatever birthday they go on, they have to fly out into the world. Essentially, their family kicks them out of the house. It's a good happy thing. It's a good experience for these mm-hmm. young witches to go out and experience the world and find their own town that they're going to se- settle in and be the kind of the witch of that town. Well, young mm-hmm. Kiki is sent out into the world, and she's got a little black cat that's really cute. And she lands in this little – again, this all takes – this is the interesting thing about a lot of the Studio Ghibli stuff is that, and Grave of the Fireflies is by the same group. Oh, is it? Um, you know, a lot of this stuff always takes place in Europe, even though it's Japanese mm-hmm. stuff. And Kiki's the same way. She lands in this very provincial town, mm-hmm. uh, it's somewhat modern, and she's just trying to make her way in the world. And she suddenly finds out she loses her magic, and she has to recover and and kind of rebuild herself and grow as an individual and as a person and along the way she meets some great fantastic people she kind of meets a little boyfriend that she's going to have and and uh it's totally 360 from or 180 from uh grave of the fireflies Fireflies because oh my goodness uh this is another fun one this is one that's totally g Mm -hmm. totally something you could have your five-year-old sit down and watch Uh, Just a wonderful, wonderful piece. Now, one thing, because I mentioned a lot of the Studio Ghibli stuff, uh, everything but Loop in the Third, if you go on eBay and you look, you can get these uh, Japanese DVDs that Mm -hmm. contain every Studio Ghibli stuff up to... Howl? It doesn't include Howl, and does not include...
1: Spirited Away? Doesn't include uh, so Spirited Away. Princess so Princess Mononoke?
0: Yeah, I think it goes up to Prince. No, it does not include Princess Mononoke. Oh, okay. I'm sure if you go and look now, when I bought this collection, it was like seven years ago, right after Princess Mononoke came out, mm-hmm. that I was really interested in. But I've got the entire... Everything up until that. Then I have Princess Mononoke on disc, and I have... Um, Spirited Spirited Away. away. But I haven't gotten Howells Castle. I haven't seen that released in the U.S. yet. Yeah. Uh, but you could get that. I think I spent fifty bucks and got all of the movies. Now they may have been pirated, but
1: yeah,
0: uh, still well worth well worth my little investment there to find some of these fantastic, oh, definitely fantastic movies. Now, I, I think I promised everyone that we talk about maybe something we
1: don't care for mm-hmm. in anime. Did you have something that you're not a big fan of? I do, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why um, Death Note, which is as it far like as a, everyone's it like
0: a Chuck, Chuck Norris or a uh, what's yeah, it, Charles, like De- Bronson. Charles Bronson, yeah.
1: Death Wish, their teeth. <laughs> um, no, not at all. Actually, um, Death Note is starts out as a just absolutely fantastic look into sort of like the human psyche, basically. Um, there's these death spirits, death gods, and they keep notebooks, and when they write that somebody's going to die there, the person actually dies. So one of these death gods, who's totally bored, just drops his on Earth, writes down the instructions to the book, and drops his on Earth. Uh-huh. And this one kid picks it up, and he discover- figures it out, starts writing names, and sure oh, enough, people Lord. start dying. Um, and it's really great. And basically... Somebody figures out that it's actually a person doing this, Mm -hmm. and they start trying to find who it is. So they get, um, basically, people start rallying around this kid, Mm -hmm. although they don't know who he is. They call him Kira, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be Killer, but they're Japanese, Ah. so I guess they can't pronounce it. (laughs) Um, And then there's the guy who's investigating him is basically this kid who is also about his age, who's basically a boy genius Uh named L., and you know neither one of them knows who the other is, and they're both investigating each other, and it turns into this like battle of wits between two boy geniuses. One of which has like a lot, this just buckets of resources, mm-hmm. and the other one who has the Death Note, which is you know. Well, why
0: didn't he just write L's name in there? And put because the he doesn't in the- know L's name, oh, okay. you have to know
1: exactly what the oh, person's okay. name is. So he's going by an initial or something. Exactly, like that. I see. So here's the problem with it. About three fourths of the way through, one of them wins. And then the show keeps going. Really? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And I remember saying like, "Well, what? What That's am a I long watching? Epilogue? What am I watching the show for anymore? Is there's there all any... these new characters? But like, there's people nothing going that around. really
0: moves the story. I mean, the story's
1: over. No, over. I mean the story continues. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, you you kind of get involved with the the with Kira's family, right, and things like that. But I, I mean, once one of them beats the other. That should have been the end. That should have been the end. Oh. And and I remember thinking like I, I don't think I actually finished watching it because I probably watched about two more episodes after that and I was like, this there's the magic of the series. So is this gone. was a series. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, Maybe somebody like...
0: erased the name and they come back to life.
1: Maybe. I doubt it though.
0: Uh just as a, just a clear point of clarification, Castle of Caliestro, Calistro, nineteen seventy nine. So I nice. was off by about a decade. <laughs> Ah, uh, sorry, people. We're not experts in anime. We're just talking about what we like yep. and uh, what we enjoy. How
1: about you? You got any stinkers?
0: Yeah, I do. It's this uh, Robotech, Macross, Macross, uh, Macross series. I think what happened was I got the second TV series and not the first, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of plopped into stuff, and I and it's expected that I already know everything about what's going on, and I didn't. And I watched the first episode, and I'm like, "Well, this sucks." And I think I had bought, like, two or three discs because I had loved everything else that I had been buying previously. Hmm. Got, like, the first mm, maybe six or seven episodes. Watched the first one, put it back on the shelf, and said, never, (laughs) never again. And I know that there's a huge Robotech contingent out there that just loves it. And I love the idea of giant robots fighting alien monsters and all this other stuff. Yep. I'm. I'm also not a big fan of this particular style mm-hmm. of anime. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess for the, me, I like the softer, rounder stuff, like you find in Lupin and, and Laputa and uh, Kiki's Delivery Service.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these guys are kind of. They hard. got the
0: really like sharp noses. Yeah, big that are, like, like, big no- noses that kind of turn noses. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not a big fan of that. Now, you know, if you were to give me um, uh, G-force. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or what was the other name? Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets. I'm like all over that. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. I can understand that. But
1: but for some reason, I just can't get into the animation style of the Robotech series. I I watched, and and, and that is is an important point, is that um, there were these three separate series in Japan. Right. And then when they were brought to the United States, the distributing company was like, well, we'll just slap them all together and call it Robotech. Right. And that, I... I watched those growing up, and I love them. Yeah, I um, I did not get to see those, you know, you, originally. You gotta watch. I don't know what it's actually called, but Robotech Three, like mm-hmm. the third mm-hmm. one, is just it's great because it's got like these awesome motorcycles that turn <laughs> into body armor. Like yeah. they're like, and then the guy kind of like flips around, and it like it's like it's body got armor like three on. Three girls them. in it. I think so. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that I watched. I that's think like, one of the. I think first. one of the girls turns out to be a guy. Later on, yeah, which yeah. is pretty classic for anime, like <laughs> there's at least one
0: crossdresser. I, I just there was one that I'm just not a fan of. Unfortunately, I'm looking at
1: you, Fushigi Yugi. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Anything else we want to add? Well, we can. I, I'll just go through some that I think bear mentioning. We,
0: we might want to, you know, do another episode here in the future where yeah. people are find out more about because I've got like uh, easily eight more on my list. Oh yeah, I got a bucket of favorites. More. So I tell you what. Uh, Rodrigo, why don't we do another episode, a little bit more further down the line, if people like this, and we can talk about some of our other favorites. Sure. And then uh, maybe we might take one of these series and dive into it in depth. Yeah. And really spend, you know, like one special bonus episode per episode of this of this anime series. Cool. That work? Yeah. All right. Cool, people. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can drop us a note at podcast at majorspoilers dot com.